welcome to the Kimbrough and Breezy Show, where we give our sports opinions whether you like them or not. I'm your host, Kimbrough, and unfortunately, Breezy will not be able to join tonight. So I will be embarking on this journey solo. So bear with me as we buckle up for a fun night of sports talk. So let's get things started with the almighty topic of Chad Morris being fired at Arkansas. I'll start off by saying that when we hired Chad Morris, I was actually very excited about the opportunity. I thought that he had proven some things at at SMU that really showed what he could bring to the culture of Arkansas. And for a while, I thought his personality himself, or itself rather, was excellent for what we think of when we want a head coach to come to Arkansas. However, over the last two seasons, he has proven that he doesn't have what it takes to win in the SEC, hence the 0-14 SEC record. So let's take a look at some Chad Moore stats now that he is gone. 4-18 overall, 0-14 in the SEC. He's had 33 players that are on scholarship transfer out since taking the job. He has been outscored 779 to 483. He hasn't allowed an average of 35 points per game, and he has lost by an average of 21 points per game. Now, after hearing stuff like that, and after seeing our piss-poor performance against Western Kentucky and lack of game plan and lack of execution all around and all season, there is no justifiable reason whatsoever that you could keep this man at Arkansas. I think Hunter Yurchek realized that. He knew that the program was getting worse every week before it was too late, even though it already is too late. He stepped up this morning, did what he needed to do, got rid of Morris. Some fans, I would say the ones that are unhappy about him being gone, I mean, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, why in the hell would you want this guy around? We get worse every week. And to say that you think he deserves more time, Sure, let's give him more time if he was showing signs of of progression. However, like I said, we're literally getting worse every single week. We can't even win all of our non-conference games at home. There's That's all you need to know. You can't keep a man like that around. So I applaud Hunter Yerchek for doing the right thing. Now, the big question is, who... Do we go after as our new head football coach for the University of Arkansas? I have a short list here of some coaches' names that I've been seeing tossed around today, and some of them were tossed around as well before we, uh, right after we uh, fired Brett Bielema and hired Morris. So I'm just going to read through these names. I would love some feedback on this part after the podcast, whether you want to text me or comment on the link or, or call in next time and and let's let's talk about this stuff. We're definitely looking for some from call-ins and some guest appearances on this show as well. So my first one is is Mike Leach, then Mike Norvell, Les Miles, Urban Meyer, and Gus Malzahn. Personally, I'm trying to get Gus Malzahn or Mike Norvell or even Les Miles. I mean, all of them are proven winners. Obviously, Gus Malzahn and Les Miles have proven that they can win in the SEC. They understand the high-level competition in the SEC. 
They know what it takes to win. And if you're Arkansas, you're going to offer the Les Miles and Gus Malzahn whether you think they're going to take it or not. Because you really never know what a guy is thinking. And personally, if we got Gus Malzahn, I think it'd be pretty cool. Because for football, we could have the Gus bus. And for basketball, we could have the must bus. Hell, I'll take that all day. But I would love to know what you guys think as far as as who you want to go after as not just Arkansas fans, but sports fans in general and, and the different things you see from these coaches throughout their tenures at their respective schools. Um, maybe if you think that they fit into the Arkansas culture and hell, do we even have a culture at this point? All we do is lose. So maybe one of these guys can come in, light a fire under somebody's ass, and actually give us a culture. I would love to see us win. It would be awesome. But please, comment with some feedback on this topic right here about who our next head coach should be and your feelings about Chad Morris being fired. Would love to have some feedback at the end of this podcast. Let's move on to basketball. As you guys know, I am a huge basketball fan. I was anticipating the announcement all week from Moses Moody. Followed him on Twitter, followed him on Instagram, was reading stories, trying to figure out if there was indications of where he was going to go. Obviously, my gut feeling was Arkansas based on where he was making his announcement at in Little Rock and that being open to the public as well. I thought, there's no way this, this kid chooses anywhere but Arkansas and if he does he's going to get a lot of booze and a lot of backlash and all that fun stuff however he chose Arkansas I probably ran around like crazy screaming let's go because I was so pumped about it because Moses Moody is the type of player that can change a program and he is about to change Arkansas's program we already got Devontae Davis check him off four star Moses Moody check him off four-star, two big-time recruits for Musselman right there. Now, with the addition of those two, we have a very realistic chance of landing Jalen Williams, another four-star, and K.K. Robinson, another four-star, and possibly Chris Moore. I believe he's listed as a three-star, but could arguably be a four. Even if I'm not sure that we'll get Chris Moore. I think he might end up going to Memphis, which, understandable, great school, great basketball school, excellent coach. He's from West Memphis, right there in the area, or not too far off anyway. So that's understandable. But if we can snag now Jalen Williams and K.K. Robinson and at least get four out of those five guys, plus the addition of Connor Vanover for next year. We'll have some returning players like Isaiah Joe. There's, I don't see him entering the draft after this year. He's still got some development to do. Outstanding score. Still some work to do, though. Not quite NBA ready. Doesn't want to leave too soon, in my opinion. But you take these guys that are committing and might commit, and you add them to the current team, and the current team has already bought into Musselman. It's obvious from game one. And it's obvious from the interviews they conduct. The sky is the limit with that squad. And right now, the sky is the limit with Musselman. 
I am very high on this guy. I think he is an outstanding coach. I think he studies the game very well. I think he understands how to bring out the best in each player. I think he is a coach for the players and a coach for the fans. He loves to get the fans involved. But not only that, he gets to individually know each player, gains their respect, and in return, they buy into him, they buy into his system, and they want to give it their all for him and for the fans out on the court and and for themselves, of course, too, and for their teammates. I went to game one with my buddy Dalton, shout out D-Gleg, and my brother Jason happened to randomly be there, so he ended up getting to sit with us as well. So we got to see a whole new different, a whole new look for Arkansas basketball. You know, we're used to Mike Anderson trying to live in the shadow of Nolan Richardson and the 40 minutes of hell bullshit that he tried to play, and it wasn't even hell. Well, not hell on the other team. It was hell on the fans to watch. Now, as most of you know, if you know me well enough, you know I'm not a Mike Anderson fan whatsoever. So <clears throat> the 40 minutes of hell stuff always pissed me off because he couldn't execute it right because he didn't have the right recruits to run that type of style basketball. Now, Musselman likes the run and gun. He likes to speed up the offense, but he also likes to run plays, unlike Anderson. Anderson, it was just guys would dribble around, maybe pass once, throw up a trash shot, and we'd be getting burned down the floor, even though we were supposed to be the most conditioned team in the SEC for 40 minutes of hell, whatever. Not true. Never happened. Anyway, not to take away from Musselman, Anderson topic will always get me fired up. So, you take Musselman and the boys he's got now, the two boys he's got committed, and if you can bring in KK and you can bring in Jalen Williams, you're looking at a squad. Now, that squad is going to make some noise. All the pieces are starting to fall into place. The fans are loving Musselman already. He is the guy, and I fully believe that. Call me crazy if you want. Talk as much trash to me as you want. I think Musselman has a realistic shot of winning a natty at Arkansas. So that's my take on that. Shout out to Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones for the excellent work in game one. Shout out to Desi Sills for his resiliency and some great hustle plays. Shout out to Jalen Harris. He's obviously been working on his shot. Looks a lot better now. Uh, He made some great plays, some very athletic plays, too, that I was actually quite shocked about. Some great defensive plays. Shout out to Ethan Henderson. Um, It was obvious that Musselman has been working with him, too. He came in. He played a little bit in the first half and kind of think he had some first game jitters. Now, I know it's not his first game because he played in a few minutes last year under Mike, but that doesn't really count because he saw next to nothing on the floor. So he came in the second half. Whatever Musselman told him at halftime, it clearly worked. He was boxing out. He was getting rebounds. If he couldn't get the rebound, he was tipping it out to his teammates to create extra possessions or to make sure we secured the board and didn't give up an offensive rebound. Now, stats like that where you're just tipping out and not necessarily grabbing the board, they may go unnoticed by your average basketball fan. But somebody that really understands the game, understands how huge it is, 
to have a player like that. And if he keeps that up all year, he can be a dark horse player for us that can be really huge down the stretch. He's got tremendous upside and athletic ability. So I'm really excited to see how Musselman develops Ethan Henderson and throughout the year. Now, also, Jimmy Witt. I think Jimmy Witt was a great addition to bring back to the team. I loved that he wanted to come back. I loved that Musselman welcomed him back. Um, he brings leadership to the program, and he also brings a great sense of ball security and decision-making at the point guard position. Having him at point guard is huge because that allows us to run plays to get Isaiah Joe open, get Mason Jones open, Desi Sills, Jalen Harris. Obviously, Mason and Isaiah are going to be our first two options to get open. However, we have a whole new look offensively just by adding a point guard like Jimmy Witt on the floor. And also, shout out to him for his offensive rebounding ability. He was crashing the boards. He was grabbing rebounds, kicking out to Isaiah for the three, kicking out to Mason Jones, creating extra possessions, throwing some nice passes. It, it was it was great to see. I, I loved it. And defensively, I have never seen a defense at Arkansas probably in 10 years or more that looked as alert and into the game as this team did. Now, some of you are saying, oh, it was just Rice. That's a D1 school with very good athletes and very good sharpshooters. And we were out in the passing lane. We were deflecting passes. We were forcing turnovers. We were all up in their face. We were boxing out. We were getting rebounds. We looked like a team that understood defense and understood defensive rotations and communication on the floor. Everyone was talking. And it was just, as a basketball fan, it was just phenomenal to see. Coming from being used to Mike Anderson, where we don't even know if we're going to get a rebound on every possession or if we're just going to look like idiots trying to grab a board. These guys looked dialed in. They looked focused. They looked ready for the must-bus era. And I am completely pumped about it. Also, if you want to talk about, oh, it being Rice and it not being that big of a deal, it is a big deal. Because we were favored in that game by 18 points. Okay? Yeah, that's a lot of points. I get it. But in turn, we beat them by 48 points. Now, that's no small task, no matter who you're playing against. And meanwhile, Alabama basketball was playing at home, and they lost to Penn by one point at Alabama. And no, you know, no disrespect to Penn or anything like that, but come on, like, most of you probably couldn't even, didn't even know that that was a college, honestly, or let alone that they had a basketball program, and interestingly enough, yesterday, Saturday, Penn played Rice. Rice beat Penn by 19 points, so Rice not too bad of an opponent, really. We were on our A game, and we whooped their ass, and it was awesome to see. Penn, not 
too familiar with their program at all, but they came in, they handled Bama, then they got handled by Rice. So, it makes me wonder about Bama's basketball program this year. What are they going to look like? Are they going to be last in the SEC? Or was that just a fluke loss opening night? Not really sure yet. A little early to tell. However, let's go Arkansas. Let's go Devontae Davis and Moses Moody. K.K. Robinson, Jalen Williams, and Chris Moore. It's time. Y'all are next. Let's do this thing with those boys. I'm so excited for it. So let's move on to the NFL. Now, I was watching some games off and on today. Mostly watched all... I did watch all of that Kansas City Chiefs game. Now... I found that one pretty intriguing just from a standpoint of it being Mahomes' first game back in a few weeks. And you could tell he wasn't too comfortable with wanting to scramble. Honestly, can't name more than one play where he did scramble. And if you know anything about Mahomes in the NFL, he loves to scramble. He He's a dual-threat quarterback and a phenomenal one at that. But he still looked like he wasn't quite 100% there. Or if he was 100% there, the Chiefs were confident that they could beat the Titans without him having to be his normal self. So they turned their game plan around and had him drop back in the pocket, throw a few passes on the run, blah, blah, blah. Well, didn't quite work out for him because the Chiefs' defense decided that they were going to make the Titans' offense look like the best offense in the entire league. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Derrick Henry, have yourself a day, young man. That was incredible to watch. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, gross. Never been a fan. Ugh. He came down on that last drive of the game, marched him all the way down the field, helped him get that touchdown, wins the game. Unbelievable. I don't even know what I was watching. I was so dumbfounded by the whole thing. Then you got the Panthers game. I watched that. So huge fan right here of Christian McCaffrey. In my opinion, he should be one of the top candidates for MVP. Uh, McCaffrey's outstanding. I believe 14 total touchdowns on the year. About around 1,300 yards or so uh, rushing, I believe. And he is just a phenomenal football player. He does it all. He can block. He can run the ball. He can also receive. I believe three of his touchdowns this year are receiving touchdowns. Maybe four. I didn't quite remember. Anyway, phenomenal player. I think that due to the... Weather conditions, maybe, at Green Bay that they didn't really utilize McCaffrey as much as they should have in the first half. Kind of put them in a bind in the second half of trying to come back from behind because they really started giving them load-heavy possessions in the second half, Uh, especially towards the end of the game when the snow was really coming down. Yeah, if you didn't catch that game, towards the end, that snow was coming down. It was a really entertaining game overall, though, back and forth. I thought 
for Kyle Allen's first game at Lambeau Field. He really composed himself well. I thought that there was a few times where he could have made, you know, a little bit better decisions, such as, you know, don't throw it into coverage, tuck and run instead because you had the open lane, or, you know, dump it off to McCaffrey, who you know is going to create something for you. Uh, but that that comes with time. Um, and him, Kyle Allen, being from Wisconsin, I think he might have been a little bit starstruck on some stuff, some of the possessions, because he's in Lambeau Fields, never been there, was was excited, you know, anxious, wanted to win, all that good stuff. But overall, I thought it was a very entertaining game, they, especially on the last drive of the game or last two drives of the game for for the Panthers, they really got Greg Olson involved. I've always been a pretty big fan of Greg Olson. Uh, I know he's been kind of rid, uh, riddled with injuries, but he's still still somebody that is entertaining to watch, especially when he's healthy. Very good, solid tight end. Uh, it, was, it was good to see him get some action out there today and, and really show you why he's always been a solid fantasy football wide receiver. I mean, tight end, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Um, not a huge Green Bay fan. Um, not really an Aaron Rodgers fan. Don't really care for anybody except for maybe Devontae Adams. Was definitely cheering against Devontae today though because the guy I'm playing against in my fantasy league has Devontae, so didn't want him to do anything. But we all know Devontae is the man, whether you like Green Bay or not. Um, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham had some some good catches. Always good to see him do well, uh, whether whether you like him or not. You know, it's just good to see those guys that have put in the work all these years and really really shine out there. Um, I'm kind of briefly eyeing this this Cowboys game as as I'm doing this podcast. Um, not a Cowboys fan whatsoever. Don't really care for Dak, Dak Prescott. Really can't stand Ezekiel Elliott whatsoever. Um, really wish he would just kind of fade off into the distance since he has so many off-the-field issues. I don't even know why you would like somebody like that, but whatever. I'm not getting paid to make those decisions, although I wish I was. you know. But that'll never happen. So... Really, guys, I'm going to keep this short and simple tonight. Didn't really have too much to touch up on without Breezy here. Didn't really have anybody to kind of banter with back and forth. Hopefully, I have him back next week. I think it'll make the show a little more exciting. But I really appreciate you listening in, taking the time to talk, to listen to me, my opinions, whether you like them or not. Don't really care. I'm going to tell you what I think. I would love for you to tell me what you think. I would like for you to tell me if you think I'm an ass. Don't really care. Tell me what you want want to say. I would like to hear from you, the listeners. Comment on Facebook. Whatever I share this on, comment. Give me some feedback. If you want to be a part of the show sometime, please let us know. We would love to have some guest appearances and maybe even do some, some sports trivia one night and have some some people over and do a, a live a live streaming and just kind of make this really interactive with everybody and get everybody involved uh, I have a huge uh, passion for sports and I love to 
converse with others that have a huge pass, passion for sports. And I also love um, to hear other people's viewpoints about sports because I'm not always right. I just have my opinion. But I like to hear what everybody else is thinking too. So please comment, share, share this with all your friends. Let them know what we're doing. Let them know what we're about. Make this a fun thing. We're just doing it for fun and all that stuff. And shout out to our sponsor that makes this happen for us, Jack Daniels. You're the man. Just kidding. We're not really sponsored by him, although that would be sick. But maybe one day. So anyway, thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this talk tonight. Like I said, hopefully Breezy will be back. And until next week, you stay classy, sports fans.